0: what's up everybody welcome to episode 73 of the talking buds podcast the nfc championship rocking the toques tonight baby here we go the uh, one of the rare moments where you will see ryan and i pitted against each other will be this coming sunday at 3 p.m yeah wearing the toques today because we got our two teams facing off nfc title game baby and sometimes look like a bit of a germ in this toque to be honest with you so i me wearing this in front of everybody to see it's well, it's a nice toque, but I look like a bit of a dick in it sometimes. We're gonna talk more about it at the end of the show. But um we're Toronto Maple Leaf podcast. And we're a week into the season. The Leafs are three and two. Um The best way I can probably describe it is some good and some bad. Like if you had to do if you had to do a good and bad ratio, like I would say for me it's been 70 percent good 30 percent bad thus far yeah i think that's fair 70 30 60 40 range there's the the first two games of the season were they took they snuck out that win in montreal against montreal but they largely didn't play very well that game uh the next game against Ottawa, that was they got dummied that was a terrible hockey game they rebound with a pretty good performance against the senators get a win i thought the game against winnipeg i thought they played very well they didn't take off but i thought they showed a lot of good things not getting hemmed in that and, was that was their best 60 minutes in a while yeah like yeah. they just needed to find that gear to go ahead and, and 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 take a lead in that game but they got it done and then tonight <laughs> tonight, tonight. There, the, I'm, i'll admit there is part of me that um does get get a bit of a kick out of tonight because like it's all day with like just the Matthews versus McDavid the showdown and the game is just yeah it was it was not a very entertaining no, hockey game no there were moments like we we watched the games together and like there's there are moments tonight where he and I are just kind of sitting there like there's a lot of of neutral zone play in this hockey game right now. Yeah. You hype up the, the two biggest superstars in the game. And it turns out to be a bit of a, bit of a flop to say the least. And in a loss as well, which is if you're gonna have a flop game, I don't know them take away a W when you have a flop game and you lose and you're three and two and you're not exactly off to the greatest start, but you're not off to a catastrophic start. And tonight I thought they could have won that game and they didn't. Yeah. But it's it's a it's we still got a little bit tough. to go here. They didn't they had some tough bounces tonight. Like both the like uh, the third goal was an empty net, but like the first goal is just a lucky bounce in off a skate. The second one is just a brutal penalty call that leads to a power play goal. And it's just like it was just one of those nights. Right? Like Spetsa misses an open net. The deflection there when Willie was out front in the second period where it just slides across the goal line and goes wide. Like when you start seeing that type of stuff, it's like you know, like tonight, it's it's not it's not gonna go your way. Yeah, tonight. and Simmons hit a post. And I think the Lees have actually been taking a, a decent amount of penalties so far this season. I think their penalty kill is okay. It's not great, but when you give as many power plays to Leon Trisaitl and Connor McDavid, they're going to Bernie on at least one of them. And, and that was tonight. I thought they could have won the game, even though I didn't think either team played very well, but uh, hopefully I'm just, let's move on. We're going to see Edmonton. What? Like three more times in the next two weeks Four more times, Four like more that. times yeah. already. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of Edmonton. There's yeah. going to be a lot of Matthews yeah. McDavid. Yeah. It's like, it didn't live up the first time. It better live up the second time. Yeah. well, or All the right. third time or the fourth time. All right, let's 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 spitball a little bit here. Let like so like I said, weekend, I put it at seventy thirty, you put it at sixty forty. Let's start with the positives. What what to you has been the best part of this these last seven days? The number one thing for me is not getting hemmed in their own zone so much. And what I mean by that is just like the those shifts that they have, whether they seem to be almost on a penalty kill five on five, and they're stuck in their end for two to three minutes and, and Freddie Anderson's getting a barrage of shots. I think their shot total against, especially the last two, two to three games has been pretty good for them. They they're a team that gives up a lot of shots. And tonight they gave up 22 shots and, and, the other night, I, I, I can't remember what the total was, but they didn't give up very many to the Jets either. So I think they they used to be extremely awful on defense, and they still have their moments where it's like, that was a brutal giveaway, uh, bad positioning. But I feel like overall, they have taken a step in the right direction in terms of getting the puck out of their own end quicker than they did before. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um the structure defensively for sure. For me it's been the the performance of Austin Matthews, the performance of John Tavares. Like those I mean it's such it's such a cliche thing to say, man, but it's like it's the classic trope of like your your best players need to be your best players. And I came on here last week and I was saying, you know, I want to see more out of Mitch Marner and like he he had a terrible game in Ottawa last last Friday. Everyone had a terrible game. So I'm not going to hold it against him. But since then I th- I feel like he's picked it up and he's got he's got a couple goals now and he just he looks he looks more effective out there. And that's just like I said I hate I hate saying this because it, it is so like you might as well you might as well throw a suit on me right now and put me behind this desk and be like, "Well, well, Ryan. The best players need to be the best players." And that's how you win in this league. But it's true. Like yeah. like like John Tavares has been fantastic in every single game. Yeah, he's off to a phenomenal start, yeah. too. Like that that his last Austin year. Matthews would Matthews sort of cut you off. Would Matthews like to have more goals? Sure. But he's in on the four check. He's physical. He's giving guys shots after the whistle. He's he looks big out yeah, there. Yeah, you're like, right. He's playing bigger. Yes, I that is yes. the word I'm looking for as well and a guy like John Tavares like last year we we wanted more out of him and for him to get a good start off the bat and that, that's what he needed that's what he needs for his confidence and he looks great out there that that that's another positive for this hockey team we we uh we made fun of them last week and said um if you're waiting for that third line to get you a goal you're going to be waiting a really long time i i think that line's been pretty good Again, like they're they're not a scoring machine line, but like I thought, McKeough was one of the better Leafs on the ice ice tonight. Kerfoot, Alex Kerfoot is such an important player for this team because not only of who it is that he he replaced coming in here, but like I I that's I know that's triggering for a lot of Leaf fans, like myself included. Try to forget but like, about it. When he plays well, it 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 adds to their depth. Again, like another like classic like. Yeah. Adds cliche, to the depth of the adds team. Adds to the depth of the team. Yeah, you know the thing about this team, build down the death. middle of the ice, but it's true though. Like if he if, when he plays well, they're a better team. It takes some like he he's getting all the favorable matchups out there because everyone's worried about Tavares and Matthews. Yeah, it's a four checking line. It's a it's an efficient four checking line, and if they can find a way to put some points on the board, it's going to help them immensely. But I think five games in they've been pretty good they've been a pretty good line and i've been pretty happy with what that what they do on the ice okay um things that you're worried about concerned about keeping a closer eye on through one week i think there's two things one they they seem to be taking a decent amount of penalties Uh, for me they've just They've been penalized more than they have in the past, and maybe that's a good thing because we've been clamoring for toughness, but there's the odd hook. They've had a couple too many men. I think they've taken a few too many penalties against teams that are going to burn you on the power play eventually, and also just like tonight, I thought they were – I don't know if they were the better team, but they were a better team than Edmonton. The other night, I thought they were way better than the Winnipeg Jets, and they just couldn't find that – gear that elite teams have there's another suit comment elite hockey teams (laughs) i'm just waiting for you to start talking about the half wall yeah (laughs) having a good stick good stick out there son um i just think they they need to find that elite level gear where it's like we're gonna take a killer instinct yeah it's a killer exactly killer instinct they just don't have it yet It, it is early in the season i keep trying to tell myself that but they just need to find that killer instinct. It's time to step on the throat and well, this game. Well, I mean, it is, it is and it isn't. Like, yeah, sure, it's it's a week into the season, but it's like 56-game season. So it's like these games are important. And I do think that, having said that, I do think that we should take a, a baby steps outlook and approach to this Leaf team in that, like, it... it there were a lot of things that they needed to improve on going into this season. And I just think that like what, what you mentioned earlier about how they seem to be more effective in the defensive zone and their breakouts are better and they don't collapse and they're not getting hemmed in as much. So like there's one thing that we've gotten better at. Let's build off that now. And let's like, let's work on that killer instinct. Let's put these teams that we know we're better than away. And which leads me to my next, actually, before I jump out, jump too far ahead. what? Is there anything else that you're concerned about? No, I'm ready to move on. Before we do, I want to talk about Fred Anderson. Um, polarizing. Yeah, polarizing is right. Polarizing. Polarizing baby. is right, dude. Um, you want to stoke the fire? Yeah. Pol- put a little Freddie Anderson on that. Yeah, polarizing is right. So, I mean, not very good in his first two starts. Better against the Winnipeg Jets. Okay, tonight. Would you say that? Would you say that's fair? Yeah, like, that's, okay. Yeah, for sure. It, but a, a part of it, him being okay, is usually we're used to seeing Fred Anderson face 30 plus shots a night, sometimes 40. Tonight, he's got 22 shots up against him, and the first goal wasn't anything in his control. I, I thought he was better positionally against the Jets, just being in the right spot through a screened point shot. It's like you can't see the shot, but if you're positionally in the right place, there's a good chance you're gonna make a save. And I just think the first two games, he was flopping and flipping. And I can only defend you so much, Freddie. I got your back. I got your back, buddy. Don't he worry does. about he, that. He does have your back. But it it it's being him. It's like it's like in his body like you can just see it in his body language almost. You know, like he just needs to be, he's been in better position. And I think it's just I'm just praying that he just gets better because i'm so tired of this discussion already oh like the, after the first two games it was let's see jack campbell let's do jack campbell I, I let's this is our goalie let's play better let's move forward let's cheer him on let's hope he gets better because that's all we can do really yeah i mean he's he's their guy like i love jack campbell you love jack campbell everyone loves jack campbell,
1: well, any, jack campbell any
0: backup goalie and get a win in this in this jersey's a fan favorite jack campbell is hilarious follow on instagram by the way highly recommend it. he's I the get comments it. that he leaves on his teammates posts are, are are hilarious i gotta get on that um i'm late to that party but yeah i like freddie anderson is the guy if this team is gonna have success it's gonna be with freddie anderson of the net just get out of here like like i said no disrespect to jack campbell jack campbell's what you want him to be A good backup goalie who can come in and win you a game or two or three or four. That's what you'd want. But if if this team's going places, it's with Freddie Anderson in the net. Like, sorry. So if you were to give him a a, a letter grade through four starts, what's your letter grade? B minus? A B minus. minus. I think that's a fair grade. He was pretty bad in that. Ottawa game yeah. where they lost. He was he was pretty bad. But I, I'm just at the position with him now where I, I'm just at the point where it's like we don't have a choice. This is our number one goalie. As much as I like Jack Campbell, he's not coming in and being the number one goalie. This is our number one goalie. So I just have to go to bed every night and just pray that he, Freddie Ander, I'm going to get the best Freddie Anderson I can get every single Leaf game because that's the only chance this team has of winning anything. So I am so consumed in this Canadian division. Sometimes I forget that there's a whole other NHL. Like, I'm, all I do is I just look at the standings within the division and I'm seeing, like, who's playing who tonight. And, like, like, and then Sportsnet or TSN will snipe in the game. Like, coming up, the, like today, tonight, Coyotes and Golden Knights. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a whole other league. So, like, early assessment of the Canadian division is I think the Montreal Canadiens are going to have something to say about everyone predicting the Leafs are just going to win this division. This makes me sick. Do I think the, do I think the Leafs are the best team and should win the division? Absolutely. I do. But the Montreal Canadiens, they're, they're a big mean team and they're, They're going to be the thorn in the leaf side. They're going to be the thorn in the leaf side this entire season. That's my, like you got another, like Calgary will probably be sniffing around there too. Vancouver, like they're still young. Get it together. I'm I know the Oilers sorry. Oilers fans, but like, I know, I know they won tonight, but like I, the Oilers got a ways to go before I'm like, they're a contender for the division. So realistically it's, it's going to be the Leafs and the Habs battling for the top two spots. And like I said, the flames will be sniffing around. Yeah, this, honestly, the Sens didn't look too bad either. I got to give it to well, them. The Sens, they, they got dude, a great Sens, little team, man. Dude, I will take Brady Kachuk yeah. on my team any day of the week. Dude, the Sens, that guy's a dog. Man. The Sens got it made in the shade because there's no expectations on them. Like, What do they have to worry about? Like they Great unis th- yeah th- they go out and they're just like whatever everyone thinks that we're gonna come in last there's no expectations on us this is a developing season no one has picked us to win anything this year teams are coming in here being like all right this is the the easy night in the division these the easy two nights or whatever it's like no they're 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 a dog team man they work hard I, I'm a big fan of them big love the unis too the unis look so good when are we gonna get our first taste of the reverse retros like, we, Who spent, knows? we spent this whole offseason, every team just releasing their reverse ret- retro. It's got to be a special night. Yeah. A special night in the NHL. Like you said earlier, it's not like the NBA where they're just rolling out all these different uniforms God, every wish, night. I almost. wish the NHL would do something like that, man. I just wish they would. Like, why? Why won't you? Why won't you? I don't know. I don't I don't know anything about how that works. Like, but- Why can't the Leafs have like four different runs that they rotate through? It seemed like a couple of years ago when they had the old third jerseys with the with the white and the blue top and the different leaf that they wore those all the time. But now it's like, when's the last time you saw a leaf ever since they changed their unis back to the, the older style logo? What, when have they ever worn a third jersey other than the St. Pat's? Well, the league, when they sort of like when they did that, every team got rid of third jerseys. Right. And now this is the year that they've sort of brought them back. Yeah. I'm waiting for the first time because I'm dying. We've already debated it. Some people hate it. Some people like it. I want to see it on the ice. Yeah, I want to see it on the ice, too. That'll be something to watch out for. So, like, go. uh, I know another game against the Oilers coming up on Friday, and then they head out west next week again for the Flames and the Oilers. Those Flames games will be ones to watch. And, yeah, man, I think, like, this team is going to go as far as Freddie Anderson plays. And, like, put a team away. Put a team away. Yeah, you're good enough. Like, do it. Like, put a team away. They are good enough yes. to do it, hundred yes. percent. And I think the key for this division is don't go on a three game loser. Like, I like the way they've started. Three and two is is a pretty decent start. You look over in Vancouver, they're they were one and three to start, and a couple other teams. The Oilers aren't off to a great start, and I think it's important to just you got to stay somewhat consistent. They're not going to go on a tear, okay? This division is too close. Like every Canadian team's pretty good. They're not all great. The Oilers aren't a Stanley cup team. Neither are the Leafs in my opinion. Now there's any team in this division, but this is the year to get close. If you can stay consistent in this division, don't go on those three game losers and try to get on a three game winner. You can, you're going to make the playoffs in this division. So that's all they have to do. Just avoid those streak of awful games. Just stay the way they are. If they go four and two, Four and three, five. It it doesn't matter. Stay above 500 and keep playing consistent. And hopefully all the veterans they've brought in that we spoke about can teach them how to put the foot on the throat. Speaking of veterans, Joe Thornton leaves the game tonight. It it, it didn't look like that aggressive of a hit, but it just kind of got him. He was like holding his ribs. Yeah, you never know. I don't know. His arm, his ribs. Yeah. I we we don't know I yet. Seen, yeah, I haven't seen officially. Let's let's check. Let's check the Twitter. But I haven't seen officially like what it, what it's been diagnosed as. You also got to wonder too, like with a guy like Thornton, like would they keep him out for precautionary reasons? I just burped on the air. Oh, that's, I literally just burped in this microphone. I apologize. That's Super attractive. That's disgusting. Speaking of Sheldon jumbo. Keith, Sheldon Keeve on Joe Thornton. It looks like he's definitely going to miss some time. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's fun, isn't it? Oh, Nick Robertson's down. Myrtle Keeve says Joe Thornton is going to miss some time. Wow. What's that? Could it be like a broken rib? I don't know. It could be anything. He's an an old man. Yeah, like it's not a young man. It doesn't look like that tough of a hit. No. You saw it with uh, any football fans out there, you saw Patty Mahomes go down with a weird hit, yeah, and he was out of the game. Well, like so far, what what is your assessment of of Jumbo's play so far this season? I mean, it's it's sad that he's going down; he's going to miss some time. But... I think he looks slow out there at times, but I think that he's 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 effective as a nice goal he scored in Ottawa on the weekend, and I think he, he's off he's effective in the offensive zone, and that's it. Like it, yeah. that is what he is. Like the. The biggest place that they're going to miss Joe Thornton in is the intangibles. We should start calling this the intangibles podcast. Like the biggest shout out to our sister Kelly, by the way, about intangibles. Um, that's where they're gonna miss them. Like you can put Hyman up on that line, and they're just as effective. Like, yeah. let's let's be honest. Yeah, they're not yeah, you can replace them on the line. I think so far he's not the same Joe in the transition game. But when they start, he can get a cycle going. And that's another thing this team has been allergic to the past couple of years. If I can see a player keep the puck in and keep a cycle going, I'm down. And I think he's done an amazing job. And I thought it was a nice goal. He scored the other night. The guys were stoked for him, obviously. he's guy seems like a legend. But I, I, it's sad. But now it's almost like we're talking about it. Now he's going down. I want to yeah. know how long. Yeah, How long is he going down for? A key... F- is vague well you're gonna get the usual like upper body injury yeah like yeah. And, I, and i was sad that nick robertson went down too because oh, i'm a big yeah, nick we robertson talk about nick guy robertson. Yes. i'm a big yes. nick robertson guy yes That's legit thoughts quickly too on 11 and 7 uh, i love it i love it so far I, I i just think that their D's not good enough to stand with six guys so if you can mix the pairings you want to find chemistry but i just find chemistry sometimes with d pairings a little overrated there's yep. there's no more uh Rafalski's and Niedermeyer's anymore. There's no great pairing. Tight, it's like tight you references. You get you get a you get an unreal number one guy, and then everyone else kind of fills it out. I don't mind seeing the different pairings or guys getting a break or or just whoever's playing better play them more. It Gives you more options. Obviously, if a forward goes down, like like Joe went down tonight or Nick Robertson went down, and it, it's it leaves you tough up front. But then you just gotta wait out the game. and get another guy in next game. But I personally, I'm a big fan of the seven defensemen. I'm a big fan of it. All right. We interrupt this schedule programming now to bring you a short mini edition of talking
1: football. Ooh, here we go.
0: Talking NFC championship game. Apologies. If, if anyone who's listened to the show before knows that the two of us, myself in particular, are massive NFL football fans. Our two teams playing each other in the NFC championship game this Sunday at Lambeau Field. So you, you you chirped yourself off the top for wearing the Buccaneers toque, so I'm going to give you a moment to tell the people why you've got the Buccaneers toque on. All right, let me, let me get this straight right now. This team right here, I don't see Tampa Bay Buccaneers on here. I, I don't see that. I, I never liked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What I see on this logo and on this hat is... Tom Brady and for those of you who know me well know I am the or I wouldn't say the one of the biggest Tom Brady fans and all my buddies from back in the day could back me up I've been a Brady fan for a long long time so as much as I was a New England fan and people call me bandwagoners but I got people who I know who could back me up and say I've been a fan since the very start, okay? I can attest to this. He, I'm this one is, of those yes. guys, okay? Ryan is not a bandwagon Tom Brady guy. I but can I can vouch for you. I was in always that. in the position where if Brady left the Patriots, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm never going to be in that spot. And then it happened. And then it made me realize that I'm going wherever Tom's going, so that's why I'm wearing this hat. I'm a Buccaneers fan for this year, for however long Brady plays there. I'm a fan of any team he goes to, so this is me. I'm hoping for the 10th Super Bowl appearance. He's the GOAT. He's the athlete I grew up with. I love him. Shoot me. I don't care. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna nerd out on you and everybody else here. As you can see by my toque, I will be cheering for the opposition on Sunday. Aaron Rodgers, the two time, soon to be three time league MVP, and by far, by far his best season of his career. Having said that, all the pressure on Sunday is on number 12 in green and gold, not on number 12 in pewter or white or whatever. So it you're is. you're talking about wearing. your, so you're, you're bringing in the goat talk. You're bringing in the legacy talk. Zach. So I'm not going to sit here and go like skip Bayless um, first take and say who's the goat it's like that discussion is over like tom brady is the goat damn right it's over. he's the goat and that's why that's why the pressure on is is so much there's so much more pressure on rogers because all this is gravy for brady like he's already won six rings he's He's already won the who's more valuable Brady versus Belichick discussion. He's already won it. He's he's gotten the ears to an NFC championship game. They're there. Even if they lose on Sunday, the story will be Tom Brady in his first year with no uh, preseason games, limited training camp, took the ears all the way to the NFC championship game. It's all gravy for him. Whereas Rodgers... Like I said, two soon-to-be-three MVPs. Only been to one Super Bowl. That was in 2010. That was 11 years ago. A long time ago. 11 years ago. It wasn't yesterday. One and three in NFC Championship games, okay? There was the, the 2014 collapse in Seattle. A game to this day. There are two sporting events to this day that just make me sick to think about. It's the Leafs. Collapsing in Game 7, which we we did a watch-along at the beginning of COVID, by the way. I encourage everyone who hasn't listened to go listen to that. That was wild reliving that. Yeah. The Leafs collapsing in Game 7 of the Boston Bruins, and that Packers loss in the NFC Championship game. There's that. There's 2016 getting blown out, like, like not even done the first quarter, and the game's over in Atlanta. And there's last year, same thing going down to San Francisco and getting blown out by I the Niners. I forgot they were there last year. They were there last year and they got blown out by the Niners. Did they lose the divisional to the Cardinals that year? Was that a divisional that game? That was a divisional game. Yeah, I guess yes. the Cardinals haven't been in the Super Bowl since. But- yeah, so they, they got, so all the pressure is on him. It's like, yeah, okay, that's nice that you you won another MVP and you had a great season, but guess what? You flamed out in an NFC championship game again and still one Super Bowl appearance in one ring. That's it. It's all the pressure is on Aaron Rodgers. All the pressure. Yeah, well, buddy, this is going to be an epic. For, let's say this: one of us is going to be happy. Yeah, that—that's a good thing. There's like, no, there's no bad outcome in this room right now. Like, obviously, you want to see Aaron go, and I want to see Tom go, but at least one of us is walking out a happy man. Who? Okay, quickly, who are we cheering for in the AFC Championship game? Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'm cheering for the Bills. Yeah, the, the, the Chiefs that. I have the utmost respect for Patrick Mahomes, talent, Andy Reid. And you just and all know that. they're um, going back uh, yeah, every yeah, year. Yeah. As long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for that team, they're going back every season. Yeah. It's if you're not cheering for the Bills, you don't have a heart. Yeah, you don't have it's a heart. True. It's true. So I, I just I'm just happy that one of us is going to be happy. I'm not an Aaron hater at all. I, I respect Aaron. I just love Tom to death. He's my athlete. Um, he, he's the guy I grew up with. He's the kid, the guy I'll tell my kids about. You know, I, I just want to see him. I just love how great he is. I think he's a class act. He, oh, he's a whiner. You don't even, shut up. You, shut is up. It, he's, he's the greatest to ever he's play the position. He's just, a, he's the man. Okay, so go, go Tom. And that will conclude the first ever edition of Talking Buds NFC Championship Edition. We will see you guys next week during the Leafs West Coast Road Trip. Thanks, everybody, for downloading. See you then. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com